Hi, this is Robert Reese, and welcome to the Middle Market Transformative CEO Show with my co-host, Joe Brusuelis, Chief Economist of RSM. We interview top middle market CEOs so you could gain insights onto how to grow your own business and become a transformative CEO. Hello, America. I'm Robert Reese, and with Joe Brusuelis, my co-host on the Middle Market Transformative CEO Show. We're here today with Chris Meglino. How are you, Chris? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And Joe, before we start, could you give a definition of what the middle market is? All right, so the middle market is the beating heart and soul of the United States economy. It's 200,000 firms that generate revenues between 10 million and 2 billion. They generate, or they account for about 40% of the U.S. economy, and they employ one-third of the entire U.S. labor force. So your firm is just really just fits that classic definition of U.S. real economy. Mm. So tell me, how is business right now late in our cycle? It's almost 10 years old. Yeah. It's difficult to find employees. Wages are rising. What are things looking like for your firm? It's good. We've uh, grown a lot over the last 10 years. Yeah. We uh, We... We have 145 employees in the organization, so uh, it's unbelievable sometimes that we actually have that many people working for us. It, uh, but business is great. It's been uh, every year; it's grown a little bit in a different way. Uh, there's been different challenges along the way, and di- as you hit different sizes of of the company, there's different challenges that you face, and so we've. Uh, we've been able to deal with that, and I'd say right now it's better than it's ever been for the organization. Um, so we're we're really excited about it. So I'm going to talk about the purpose. So SRAX, that's S R A X, right? And in fairness, I had never heard of it before, and a lot of people haven't. Mm-hmm. But you're doing something truly transformative, which is purpose driven, where you're, um, in a sense, um, create pioneering who owns data, right. which is becoming more and more significant. Talk about what your actual business model is at SRAX. So we've been in the business of aggregating data and selling data around specific verticals for the last 10 years. So we have a big practice around aggregating data around shopper marketing, where we help P, uh, consumer packaged goods companies understand consumers that are buying their products in the stores and then help them market to those uh, consumers and then see if there's a lift in those type of sales. And we aggregate that data and, and give it back to the marketers. We do that same kind of thing for uh, automotive, the automotive industry, and we do that for the investment community where you have different investors that are investing in publicly traded companies. We have products that aggregate these individuals and then sell this data back to the issuers and to different marketers that want to reach those consumers. So, um, you know, we have a few other tools as well. We have a product called Shrack Social, which is a tool that uh, does artificial intelligence around social media buying and uh, helps aggregate this data and then sells it or helps determine the best place to um, uh, spend money for a particular type of marketer. So in the process of doing all of this for the last 10 years, we realized that there's a lot of value in consumer data. And we were buying data and continue to buy data from Oracle and Axiom and Experian and lots of other companies like that that sell consumer-based data. And what consumers don't realize is that all of your data is readily available 
for anybody to buy. So wait, 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 wait. I just want to stop you there. You're saying I just go to a restaurant mm -hmm. and I eat there. I use my credit card. Someone can be buying my data. Correct. They can buy the. They uh, they want to reach everybody. So let's let's take that scenario. You went to the restaurant. You had your cell phone with you. So now Google or uh, some other app that your kid installed onto your cell phone is now tracking your location and they know that you went to that location. That location data is being sold to any marketer that wants to buy it. So I can then say, or you can go to Facebook and say, give me everybody that visited this store. Give me a, a, anybody that visited this location. Then you use your credit card in that store. That data is then readily available for sale to find me people that are uh, buying or visiting restaurants in the last 30 days. They won't give me your name, but what they do is they aggregate, uh, they aggregate all of these consumers into what are called segments. So you as a consumer would fall into a restaurant <laughs> consumer that is interested in certain type of restaurant food. And then we can buy that data and market to that consumer. You gotta relax and embrace the algorithm, Robert. That's how we gain in the new world. All right, so before we get to big data and, and uh, artificial intelligence, which we're gonna wanna talk about because that is the future of the middle market. Sure, right? yes. Let's talk about the value proposition um, with respect to the consumer sector. Mm -hmm. What are one or two things that you saw over the last couple of years that surprised you about the consumer market? And what are the one or two things that you thought, yeah, this is something I really need to improve upon or I've learned that this is critical to my customers downstream? Well, what we realized was that consumers had zero clue that their data was being sold at all, right? Um, there's a lot of people that are probably listening to this that have no idea that every time they use their credit card, their data is being aggregated or the fact that they have a cell phone. I meet people so many times and they go, oh, well, I'm not on Facebook. So my data is not sold. And I say, well, that's like, you know, Facebook actually won't sell me your data, right. but everybody else will. Facebook only sells data to everybody that wants to advertise on Facebook. But there's a million other people that will sell me your data for everything else that you're doing. Travel, uh, you know, you name it, it's being sold. Anything you do, unless you're spending cash everywhere you go, and you never interact with any type of card, there's no way to get away from no, it. No, it's, it's really amazing. I'm on yeah. the road 250 to 300 days a year. Right. And what I see in You're my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed, oh yeah, yeah. no, they just aim everything at me. Yes. And I've learned to just sit back and like, okay, this algorithm saw this, mm -hmm. I ate dinner here, I went to this show, I bought this good, that's why I'm getting this. And sometimes I think it really helps me out because of my lifestyle, right? right? Yeah. I'm on the go, I'm a business professional, it makes things easier. But I could understand if you're just a normal person at home, it has to be overwhelming. Well, the 90% of the consumers don't even realize it's happening, right, yeah. right? You realize it's happening because you're aware of it, but most people don't even know that it's happening. And so what we saw the opportunity to create something that would change the dynamic of that, right? So Google and Facebook have come in and said, look, amazing products, use them for free, and you know, you'll get a lot of service. And what people didn't realize, it wasn't really free. It was in exchange for your data. So what we said was, if we could create a product that helps consumers value their individual data, then they will start to understand really how valuable they are as a consumer. So I want to ask you, so Chris, and Chris McGlino, you're actually not just the CEO, but you're the founder of 
yep. SRAX. Yes. So uh, if anyone wants to know, what's the website? But that's it's not my S-R-A-X. question. It's srax.com. Okay. But and that's a stock symbol, and that's the name of the company. We made it easy so so where did the original idea come from it's something like 2010 you know we're mm-hmm. coming out of a huge recession devastating mm-hmm. and um, information is just starting to move around what was the seed that germinated into this concept well it's been an evolution over time so in uh, I sold my last company in 2007 to a really big consumer oriented company that was had a lot of products did around 500 million a year in in consumer products and um you know 2007 was a good time to sell a business but because then in 2008 the world fell apart and uh they bought my company they bought a company from steve case called lime and they bought one other company and i i went in and ran that business and my job became unwinding every deal that we had done. So there was like a Sirius XM deal, an on-demand TV deal, um, and all these other things that we were doing. So over time, we, you know, we uh, figured out the best way to monetize that, and that was aggregating this data on consumers. But then the company we had sold the business to wanted out of the business because they wanted to get back to the basics of selling products in Target. So they came back and said, can you guys help us in uh, getting rid of this business? And we said, look, we'll take it back. At the same time, we had signed a, a, a deal to sell a bunch of advertising on Facebook with an app called Causes on Facebook. And that was the beginning of Shrax. And then over time, the, the idea of consumers being able to own their own data happened uh, as, the block, as blockchain technology was becoming much more uh, you know, much more prevalent. Okay, we are about to take a break, but um, when we come back, we're, we're going to talk more about how AI works into the future, predictive analytics, into the future of data. Okay. Back in a few. Hi, this is Robert Reese and Joe Bruswellis on the Middle Market Transformative CEO Show. We're here with Chris Maglino, who is the founder and CEO of, of SRAX. That's www.srax. S-R-A-X. And it's a company, in fairness, I had not heard about, but you are, in a way, transforming the use of data. Talk about, uh, on a on a level of technology where do you think the use and ownership of data will be going in the future in i say three years from now every consumer will own their own data they will own their how, how does that yeah. actually happen though? well they have tools like ours we've we've invented a platform called big token which stands for blockchain identification graph you can download it in the app store or in the uh or so in the play store see B2C. Mm-hmm. Consumers will own their own information. They log in. They uh, put. They can connect all their banking information. They connect, can connect all their social accounts. And that information is then your data. And if anybody wants to access it, you get paid. So instead of, instead of Google or Facebook or Axiom or Experian getting paid for your data, you as a consumer get paid directly for your data. How much would you get for, for the data? Well, right now, I've been on the platform for, uh, you know, we just 
launched a different version of it and um, my current values are I have around 750 bucks in there that I've earned from my data so consumers can make a lot of money in the platform and uh, in our the first two months of launch the, the average consumer was making around two hundred dollars a month on the platform all right well that, I like that idea because I think I'm worth about three or four thousand a month you are guys. traveling the way you travel yeah. you're worth a lot of money right so Let's talk about the business experience, middle market firms and data. We constantly survey our clients. We run a middle market business index each quarter. A number of quarters back, we asked them about outlays on capital expenditures, including software and intellectual property. Mm -hmm. The typical answer we got back is, well, we just don't understand this. We don't know. Do a public service announcement for me. Explain why big data is important to middle market companies. So every company has some form of data, whether they have a, a, a customer relation management program or not. They have something that is telling them about who's buying their products and why they're buying their products, right? Uh, they need to be able to act, take that data and leverage it to sell more products. And that's what, you know, that's what we help companies do. And we do it, we do it in vertical markets. So we, like I said, we do it in the consumer packaged good market, we do it in the automotive market, and we do it in the investor market. And that is, uh, we find the value that's there. And every company can do it. They're, they just have to sit down and look at their business and say, okay, what's important here? What could help me make more money? And how could I leverage some of this data to sell more of this? And that's, they, ha you know, they can come to firms like us to help them accomplish that. There's other people out there that do that, but we're, we're really good at helping people identify that data and then helping them identify what, how to use it to market. Like this, we sold this business last year that was a pharmaceutical uh, targeting tool. We had all the doctors in the United States. So we would go to pharmaceutical companies and say, okay, you have a cardiologist and we know all the cardiologists in the United States. We have all of their behaviors and everything they're doing and we can help you market this drug to these cardiologists. That's an example of how to leverage a certain type of data to reach somebody that can actually write a prescription for that particular type of drug. Now, other companies, it might be a restaurant that could try to it could be a restaurant to try to find somebody that might actually buy the uh you know go and spend some money in in the restaurant or a, a spa or okay, something so like I'm that at 57th in lexington in new york city right i make meatball sandwiches we have an enormous amount of traffic huge corporates around us mm -hmm. right how do you help them transform that business into something that's an absolute experience in the neighborhood so the location data is a little tough inside that environment, right? Because you have so many people. Mm -hmm. But if they put into place some form of CRM or something like that, then they can understand who those customers are. So they can say, okay, these are, you have some kind of loyalty program in the space, right? right? And then you can look at the demographics of those people that are coming to get your meatball sandwiches and who comes more than once, who comes three times a week, and then find more people like those people that come three times a week, we can help you find those people. And uh, you need to be able to start to create some trends. Do certain types of people only come once a month? Do certain people come twice a month? Well, are you getting more corporate business? Are you getting, you know, how far away are the people that are actually ordering your stuff 
to have in their corporate offices. You know, that, that kind of information is very relevant to help you start to market to. So then you can take that data and turn it into actual predictive analytics to help manage both your, your time constraints, your resource constraints, your labor constraints, and also your advertising, Correct, right? yep. Okay. That's what we do. We'll turn over to Robert in just a second, but one more question. Let's go to the next frontier, artificial intelligence and mm -hmm. machine learning. Right. And bring that forward, make it accessible for middle market CEOs who are listening to this, thinking, yeah, I hear about all this, but this is five or 10 years away. Tell them why it's not, tell them why it's now. So it depends what industry they're in and what they're going after. Certainly from our industry, the marketing and advertising business, it's a huge part of what we do because there's so much data that comes in that understanding all of the connections of this data is impossible without machine learning. There, you have to have out the algorithms written to be able to analyze and understand that data so that you can do a good job in then targeting that data. And then, I mean, that's, that's the way we use it, is to say, here's a bunch of information, how can we then use this data to better market this company and to help them accomplish their goals? Now, there's, you know, we're, we have a big, technology staff you know we have 90 programmers within the company so we're highly uh, engaged in the development of all this type of stuff it's maybe difficult for a, your typical CEO that is not involved in technology to be doing this but they can partner with companies like us that can help them in that process because not everybody can have 90 programmers it's just not feasible so let's talk about the flip side of data aggregation, which is privacy. Mm -hmm. What are the challenges and where do you see the future going in terms of the privacy that people have when in controlling data? So Europe is on the forefront of this and they've already put in all of the laws in place that consumers need to consent for their data to be used. And consumers need to say that, yes, you have the right to market to my data. So that is a really big part of the European privacy laws that have been put in place in the last couple of years. Right, and that's GDPR, yeah. the General Data Privacy and Regulation Laws, that now, because of the role and uh, status of the EU, actually covers the United States if you operate on a foreign basis. Yes. So many of our middle market clients aren't even aware of this yet. Yeah. So yeah, even it impacts everybody. If you have data in Europe, you have to be very careful about how you use that data in Europe, and you need to be complying with these laws. So our tools that we've created for the consumer is the ability to uh, opt in to give the right to the platform to market to you. And then that platform then controls all of that information in one centralized location so that you've given uh, when marketers want to access that data. We, we say this consumer has already given us the right to market to them because they're getting paid for that data. Now, those laws are coming to the United States. California's already launched some laws, and we'll have some national laws around privacy that will happen. Um, you know, it's a very political issue, right? It's, a, it's something that's very important to politicians. They, they win and lose elections based on, on how social media drives certain types of engagement. So they're highly motivated to change well, laws around privacy. We're here in Washington, D.C., and we were up on the Hill talking to Senator Mike Crapo about that this year. Mm -hmm. And that is really going to define the next five years, I think, for lots of commerce. But in the last 30 seconds we have, you got something you want to present to Robert here. This is, this is a big token. So it's claim your data, big token. So you can put it on your desk and, and sign up for a big token at, at, uh, in the Play Store and get your data in there. 
and then connect with me on there and start seeing how you your data starts you aggregating gotta go revenue. Your, you got to go well. own your data, Bob. You got to start charging for it, big fella. Why wouldn't well, anybody own their data? Anybody yeah. that doesn't own their data? Well, is, I don't own as much as you because, Joe, you travel a lot more than I do. But I'm probably worth something decent. Yeah. Claim your data. Here's the biggest question before we end. Is it data or data? I've heard it many ways. What do you say? You're the pro. I say data. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Great having you on the C on the Middle Market Transformative CEO Show. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Hope you gained valuable insights to grow your business. To listen to commercial-free podcasts of this and other CEO interviews, go to www.rsmus.com.